Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to Mystical Motherhood's episode number 26. If you're interested in learning more about any of this, about Mystical Motherhood, about the book, go to www.mysticalmotherhood.com for anything. And you can always write me and ask me questions and I'll answer them. Today we have Sue on and she just went through a miscarriage. And from this miscarriage, she learned a a lot about herself and all of the needs she has to meet in order um, to actually have a baby in the future, such as a home, safety, love, belonging. We talk about how to create these basic needs and how a strong you know, belief system within herself will help her move up the ladder to success and fulfillment in her life. Please subscribe, let your friends know, and be sure to write in with any questions at mysticalmotherhood.com. So when I see you, I see you like sitting on the edge of a toilet and there's no screaming, but you want to scream. It's like a silent scream. And the vision they're showing me, it's like a balloon, a red balloon filled with blood that you're holding in your hand and you just squeeze it and it pops. And it's like, it just disappears. There's some relief. There's some relief because it gives you a direction to go in that was somewhat similar to what you already knew. But that they're saying the relief is only 10%. And then the rest of it is grief. Mm. Does that feel accurate when we say that? Yeah. So do you want to tell me what happened? Um, well, I, um, I ended the relationship, um, in a way to take a break from myself to heal and, um, and the deepest point to heal is the pain of rejection and um, it feels like I'm grieving over and over the same situation. And I've been in the same situation constantly for the last year. It just feels like the loss of this baby, of this miscarriage, mm-hmm. it represents for you this ocean of grief yeah. that you were in. It's like before, if it, they're giving me the um, the symbol of a of a fountain where before the fountain was constantly grieving, constantly moving, like not exploding, right? Like a huge fountain, Mm -hmm. but like, like water's coming up. But what this did, this miscarriage for you with this partner that you've been working with on this level is it, 
created like a, like Niagara Falls of grief. Mm. And the words they're telling me is, why can't he be here? Yeah. Why can't he be here? And the desperation of that, it's like, it would be like the, the, what they're showing you, the, the, what it does to you or emotional body when he can't be there. It's like you're hanging off the edge of a cliff and you've got those, those spikes and you're just trying to take the spikes and just trying to climb up a cliff of sand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just watches you fall and he walks away. And it's like you were you would have a thought in the in the time that you needed him the most that he would put his hand out and even hold it more. But he right. brushes him brushes off his knees while you're on the edge of a cliff and he walks away in your most desperate moment. How does that make you feel when we say that? Well, I'm super sad and abandoned and not honored and alone. And what it does to you on the edge of this toilet, like this vision I'm seeing, it's like you're already bleeding the baby, but it's like you could take a a sharp knife like Juliet and stab it into your own heart. Mm. Because it's like, that's one pain, but this other pain is bigger. Yeah. It's so big, Sue. And it and it and it's almost like, of course, losing the baby is a part of it. But the catastrophic feeling of having this man not care for you for so long, and the constant interweaving of insults and injuries, and then this is almost a final blow that you'd think you'd think would be the last one, but there's a chance it's not. Because what he does when you pull away and you say, I'm done, I'm done, give it three months and he'll come crawling back like a salamander. Because mm. that's his energy. It's like he comes back on his knees and he doesn't understand his behavior. Does that feel true? Yeah. This is just something that came up. Have you ever done cocaine or has anyone in your your mother or anybody in your family ever done cocaine out of curiosity? Well, my brother and and I did it maybe a few times, but not like very little. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing, just they're showing me this image. It's nothing. Is he doing cocaine? No. He's not. Okay. I just, I don't know why I got some image of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, He's like a drug. I was like, why are they showing you doing cocaine? Um, It's him. And it's Mm. like, it's a short high with a lot of pain. Yeah. And that's the equivalent. He's like, I mean, of all the drugs to show, because you don't do drugs, of all the drugs to show, it's cocaine. You know, they could be showing heroin. Heroin lasts longer. You know, it's like... Cocaine's like, what, 10-minute high and then 30-minute downer. And so you're really not getting much for your buck, but we still do it, right? Culture mm-hmm. still does it. So it's, it's like his energy 
I mean, you know, all this, it's just, they're telling you this and we're going to go more into it, but do you want to work on clearing the baby or do you want to work on some of more of these abandonment issues, which causes this cascade of grief when you lose things? Yeah. The second one. Okay. So one thing before we get into other times in your life where you may have been abandoned and why this keeps happening in these ways is in your life right now, when I see your energy, it's like, just like a donut, like you don't ever know what's going to happen yet. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and that's the way you've always created. Like you walk around and there's just, there's nothing there. And it's also a, a buffer and a barrier to the world uh, somewhat. I feel like, um, that's the, like, it's like an, I always see energy of how it appears around people. Hold on. Let me see what they're saying. She creates this zone so that life can remain an element of surprise and wonder and excitement in the moment but because there's no long-term plans, sometimes the moments can feel really empty when there's not the excitement. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? Yeah. So it's really, really fun when those moments are filled with um, excitement and people and, you know, cause you're not planning anything. Right. And so that zone of living in this freedom that is around you, this, you know, this almost it's air, it's the element of air really that's around you. So you've got this lot of water internally of the grief and then the element of air. And what we really need to add is a little bit more fire and earth just to kind of create, cause it's like, it's predominantly these two elements and air creates, you know, the fl- it's flightiness or instability and make you move too quickly sometimes um, or not methodically think if it's too much air. And so part of you needs to learn what you haven't, I don't even think you have, we need to create like the skill for it in this session, but like how to create a holographic image of what it would look like to take the steps of where you think you want to go in life. Mm-hmm. Because one some part of you, so much of you lives in that air moment of like, this is what's going to come and whatever comes it's, it's here and then it's gone and then it's gone. Cause, but that in, right now for you, it's almost creating like, so when you lost the baby and you had no plan, you know, you, when you first off, you knew you were pregnant and then, you know, what are you going to do? You don't have a home and you don't have this, the setup or the, the actual, like, you know, 3d structures to handle it. But that's because every moment is, is this element of surprise really. And so it's like, we need to, I want you to just imagine in your mind, if we just open up this hologram of this, of this air and they want you to sit at a desk and you can even do this as an assignment And it's like, where do you want your life to go? Have you ever thought about that? Yes. So if you were to take some stairs and create like what this life would look like in seven different steps and almost you need to learn how to project your hologram into the future and hold it for yourself of where that is. 
which mm-hmm. is they're showing me going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into your divine feminine Christ consciousness. And that's who's at the top of the stairs waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But is there anything coming up when I'm talking about this? No, it's correct. It's fully correct what you're saying. Okay. So it's like, this is the image they're showing me and what you need to start to do is, is it's like, because there's so much air and there's so much randomness allowed, which is good and important, but there also has to be some structural planning. So let's say you were to get pregnant again, or you were to meet someone else, or you were to do these things. Like how does the hologram move up the stairs? Because right now everything's round and it's like, you need to have a little bit more structure of how are we going to get to this divine feminine? What do those steps look like? What are the, you know, the attributes of that? Does she have, is she grounded? Is she financially stable? Does she hold a home? You know, like the basic needs and then, you know, the self-esteem needs, the love needs, um, which we, which will get you to the fulfillment. So in mist- this is me speaking, not them, but in mystical motherhood, I teach what people how to move from their most basic needs. So that would be food, shelter, um, sex, you know, sleep to safety. So where do they feel safe? So this man doesn't make you feel safe. So does he meeting any of these needs for you? No, he's not, prov- he's not going to provide a home. He's not going to provide, um, you know, food or shelter, that's for sure, right? Does he provide safety? No. No. And so you need to have these basic needs met, these, you know, bottom of the uh, bottom of the barrel needs, safety, love, belong, and that in order to move up into love and belonging and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And then the highest attribute of uh, is, f- f- you know, complete fulfillment and, and movement of God. And so... What, it, what your energy does currently is it's like you're living in this bubble and you're sometimes on the ground, but most of the time you're floating up past the stairs, missing the steps, and you're feeling that God connection and it's confusing you because it doesn't, if you don't have these grounded steps and these grounded parts of attributes of yourself, you can't hold the divine feminine long enough. And so you crash and burn. And things that happen in your life bring a tremendous amount of grief. Because mm-hmm. you don't have the structure set up yet to hold it. Does that feel accurate when we say that? Yeah. So what's coming up when I am speaking about all these different things? Um, Fear? Yes. Loneliness. And... And in a way, lack, because I, I, I don't know how to create it. And when I wanted to create it, listen, all the aspects you said, they're correct. He could not give me one of these. So I wonder how I do this alone, or does there need to be another person coming in? Well, that's how you need to create it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people in this world, a really good way to heal someone is to create a hologram of their highest potential for the person. And most of us don't do that. Most of us look at other people and at ourselves and we create a hologram of everything we lack. Mm -hmm. And from that place of lack, we can't create the future we want. And so it's like 
you need to, after the session, sit down and sit with all these basic needs. Cause you've met, you've met with God, you understand these high spiritual aspects, but you can't, you, what we want you to get to is you have to have these bottom needs and these, um, these things met before you can hold that high spirituality for long periods of time with also the combined material wealth. Mm-hmm. So if there was a hologram of, it's like you need to start like as a child would when we get off the phone. It's like, you're going to take a book and you're going to draw yourself. And if like, if Sue had all of these things in her life, like let's say you take a circle and you draw yourself and you say, every, you could, like you want on one side remember to do this and I'll remind you at the end, you're going to make a thing of everything you lack. And then you're going to make a list of everything that you have on the other side. And with everything you lack and that you desire. So like, let's say you want to, you finally want to have a home. Like if you want to settle down and have a home, you have to take each of these steps and look at the barriers to getting it and how you would plan to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what in on the list of, cause all of these things of, let's say if you had kept the, the baby and you didn't lose the baby, you would have to do these things. Mm-hmm. You would have had to, there's no choice. You would have had to. And so what this is giving you an opportunity of is if I were to hold this baby and not to hold on to the fact that you didn't, but to say, okay, what did this, what would this baby have needed? And this baby is almost a symbol of myself, a rebirth of myself, you know? And if I were to provide this baby with everything, which is just you providing yourself with you, what would this child need, which is you raising yourself again, mm-hmm. derive? So let's go through some of those basic needs and tell me what is the most important Well, I feel safe and secure and loved. Um, how, however, I felt like the first six months I would still travel, do the retreats, be with the father of the child, and um, and first be secure in the work that there's an income, a stable income. And then to and then to see, I think by the seventh months to find a home and know where to give birth to. Because the the first would still be like whatever healing me as the mother needs before the soul can come in. I would clear all that. Oh, this is what you would have done differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but. So you would have hopefully done that even before the soul came in, right? Yeah, exactly. The first three months. So losing this baby is giving you the opportunity to almost look at, oh my gosh, all the things I didn't heal, right? Yes. So that's the first step. Okay. So the first step is, and that's exactly a really, really good plan because in order to hold these things, in order to hold safety, in order to hold, you know, these basic needs, you also have to let go of the inner struggle, because if you get them, you'll lose them. Exactly. Um, And then while you're doing that, it's like creating, you know, I mean, 
I know that you're a traveler and you like to move around. Is there a somewhere that you'd actually want to live long-term or not specifically? Um, yes, but I, I really don't know. Um, I'm not sure if it's where I'm here right now or if it's another island I haven't explored yet. Um, so, so I would have gone know, there. So really you don't know where you'd want to stay, it sounds like. No, no. Okay. Hold on, let me see what they're going to say. Part of the reason of the movement within you is is a form of running from yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so when we go and do the deep work, it's almost like they're showing you like it's like you have to remain super grounded if you're going to do the type of work that clears you to the level that you're hoping to get. Because what the, what, when you're moving around, the vision they'll show you is back in that air bubble. Mm-hmm. So you're going from high to low because when you, you know, you land somewhere, you go a little low and then you go high again, moving around and then go a little bit low. And so the highs and lows become almost a form of exhaustion. Yeah. And so to do the type of spiritual work that you have to clear yourself, they're saying it requires a sense of anchoring into the earth in one location for a minimum of three to six months. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? It feels okay. I mean, I was now offered a place for at least two months and I took it. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm staying here by myself. But it maybe it can be extended after to another apartment or, yeah. Because it's going to take some almost anchoring to go into this grief. Because mm-hmm. what you do when you chase this man is you run away from your own grief yeah. for pleasure. Yeah. So what you think this man is going to bring you when you go and see him and you meet him in places and you yearn for him is you want that high again. You want to meet God. Yeah. And you want to have that joy. And when you meet him, it's so short, like cocaine, you drop back flat to the ground and you go into like a three-day depression after binging. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so when you're running, you're running away from yourself. And you're running away from the opportunity almost to start to look at your own patterns this is one of them and why you do that. Yeah. Right. Right. So tell me what in your life, let's go back in time. If you need to tap your eye, your third eye three times, what in your life makes you, what has happened or is there a memory that comes up that makes you want to bounce around like this? that creates this pattern or belief system that joy is found in the movement? I, I really cannot say. It just, it just happened to me after I separated from my husband that I started moving around. And... It felt like that almost um, 
everything was guided how it needed to happen without me knowing. So these surprises of the high um, and then getting into spiritual alignment with God, that's what it is. But before I was super grounded. I mean, I, my childhood, everything was very in order until I moved to the States. So, okay, let me just see what they say. Yeah. Do you have any questions you want to ask them specifically that I could answer right now? Um, I feel like just to let go of this this addiction to that high or that something outside needs to bring this in. I don't know how to word it. I know what you're, you don't need to word it. That's perfect. Yeah. So when you came to the United States, I, that's what it did because what they're showing you is the bounce, the bouncing, you know, and it's mm-hmm. almost that immigrant feeling. Yeah. And that's what it is. Cause then you're, I'm like scanning your childhood and you were a very, you know, lonely child and a little bit isolated because you were quiet. Mm-hmm. And then you always were, felt very small um, and almost not very worthy. Right. And, the, and then the adults never got down to your level and spoke to you. So they would always speak above you and over you. And so mm-hmm. you learn to not look people in the eyes sometimes. But when you moved to the United States it almost kind of disheveled you and it was fun and it was exciting. It was probably the most excitement you've had forever. And you liked that, right? Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning. And then it's like the old memories come up of the loneliness and the constant, like the loneliness is just a big one. And the feeling that you can't let anybody into this bubble. Mm-hmm. And the keeping them at a distance in order to feel safe. So we know that part of the reason of this moving around has to do with this immigration, right? Right. Do you want to change that a little bit? Yeah. So just look at your DNA. And we're going to actually go back to all the immigrants who ran in your family. They're saying on the grandfather's side, but it could be all sides, right? Yeah, it's both. Yeah, they're saying all sides, but they said grandfather, and then another one said grandmother, someone else said that. Um, but it's like, I want you to just watch the, we're going to ask from the most high, we're going to ask goddess Isis to come in and just unravel the DNA of this almost immigrant movement from place to place over time and in your history. And we're going to use the element fire and the purple flame of St. Germain in your family line genetically. So imagine that you can, I mean, cause you don't have memories of this, but like, it's like they're showing me letters written wars torn you know history where like people had to move because of of war or like a famine or problems within the land Mm -hmm. 
that created this almost like fear of being somewhere too long or the need to go. So I want you to see, like, I want you to draw a staircase. Okay. And I want you to, you tell me how many stairs there are when you draw it. Seven. Okay. So when, when you draw the staircase, it feels like you're right at the bottom Mm -hmm. right now. And then this is this, this is the vision they're giving me. I want you to actually concretely see it. And then at the top is this divine feminine, which is it feels like your number one goal in your life. Is that feel true? Yeah, the inner union. Yeah, like a like a like the fulfillment, the full woman, right? The whole yeah. picture. And there's yeah. not even anyone else in this picture. There's not like I see you with another man. It's not like I see you with. I mean, all those things come in. It's a bonus, but. So seven stairs, I don't know if you know that there's seven, actually eight steps of alchemy. Do you know about the alchemical process? Uh, in a way, but not fully. So eight okay, st- so there is a book on it. You can write this book down. It's by David Hawk. Um, I think I sent it to you, but yeah. um, it's a really good book to have you see what the processes you need to fully go through in order to get to these top stairs. Okay. So alchemy was brought to the planet by or Hermes, which is, or both. And Isis works in the same region. And it's almost a burning of what you need to do. You know, like it it starts with the element of fire. And so you seem to go from fire to water, fire to water. But on each of these stairs beyond the elements, which is what they represent, you need to, like, for each of the stairs, right, do a little arrow, and it's all your basic and most primary needs that you need to have met in order to get to this level. So one little, you could do, like, a slash and then um, something, like, a practical need that you need to have, you know, in order to get there, but then also, like, a spiritual need that will, you know, a word that will help you to do that. So the, like the first one would be a home. Okay. And in order to have a home, what do you think you need to have a home? Like you need the element of earth. So you could do slash earth. Mm-hmm. But you also have to have some sort of desire or plan to want this. Okay. This is all going to lead to having, having you create your hologram for the future. Mm-hmm. So the another thing you may need is a steady income, right? Yeah. And so to have a steady income, you have to have a deep field that goes do- down into the earth, right? You can't, if, if you're constantly floating around, there's not going to be anything steady, does that make sense? So if your energy is constantly moving, so if you want to get these things and you want to become the divine feminine, you still have to have that groundedness within you. You can be flighty and you can be movement and you can have all those things, but there has to be somewhere in your life an element of grounded, like all the elements need to be in balance, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some other things you can think of that are on these, like these st- staircases you move up that you require the, the, anything even that the baby would need because what the baby's helping you to realize is if I would have kept this baby, what would I have needed? Mm. Peace in my mind. Peace in your mind. Okay, so write that down. 
Yeah. And I feel like full trust. Okay, write that down. And, and you know, full trust that I am not alone. I apologize, but some of our discussion got cut off today. And what we ended up to, uh, ending with is that she went into each of these belief systems and she found where they might have been distorted in her history and how she could take a belief system such as, um, I don't trust anyone, and find out all the locations in her past that she felt that um, she couldn't trust people, perhaps she wasn't trustworthy, and how that would relate to who she attracts in her current life. And when she goes into these memories, she can use the alchemical process to remove them, which is fire, water, air, and earth. And then also replace those belief systems with new thoughts or memories um, that are more positive. I really hope that you learned a little bit today. And if you have any questions, write into mysticalmotherhood.com. You can go there for a lot more information. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it on social media and let your friends know about it. The book Mystical Motherhood is available on Amazon.